Folks, we here at Super Cinema love our comic book movies, but you know what we love that much more? Comic books. You're goddamn right, Nikki, because I just got back from the comic book store and oh no, my backpack overfloweth with comics. <laughs> Nikki, we are here to talk about the comics that we have been reading in the month of August 2019. Uh, would you like to tell our beloved listeners what you will be li- uh, what you will be talking about? I'm going to be talking about the first issue of Absolute Carnage. Wonderful. I will uh, be talking about the entirety of uh, Downset Fight today. Uh, Nikki, I feel like you might have a lot of opinions about symbiotes, so I think you should probably go first. Now, Ben, you know. You know me. Our listeners know me. I don't know. When you sent me the notes, you, you said that you were talking about Maximum Carnage, and I, I remember thinking, like, I don't know if you'll have a ton to say. I don't... I don't know. So, it's, it's pretty simple. Uh... My feelings towards symbiotes are pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Venom can get it. No. Nope. Carnage, okay. on the other hand, cannot. He needs to stay, like, 50 bajillion miles away from me. Because he's scary. Uh, he's oh, especially Lord. scary in this depiction uh, by uh, Donnie Cates and uh, Ryan Stegman. Um, the Inked by J.P. Meyer, color artist Frank Martin... This is wild. Uh, so this has uh, been an event. This is a, a pan-universe event, uh, Absolute Courage, that has been um, coming for some time now. Uh, Carnage, Cletus Cassidy, has been kind of making uh, little appearances in the other comics, and details have been dropped in the Venom series, which is uh, Donnie Cates and Stegman's Venom series. Um, Mm -hmm. which I've also been reading. And so basically, uh, Cletus Cassidy is, uh, back from the dead. Oh no. He, uh, is now basically in control of the Carnage symbiote, but, like, it's resurrected. So it's even wilder than before. How, Uh, how so? I'm afraid, but how so? Um, so as you know, the... Carnage, the symbiote has attached itself to multiple people uh, throughout time, including Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin. And uh, Norman Osborn then forced it to attach to his grandson, uh, Peter's godson, and Harry's Okay, son. good, great, awesome, wonderful. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so, so many good decisions. So many good decisions made on a daily basis in the Spider-Man universe. Yep, just, you know, classic, classic Norman Osborn things. Uh, so basically the point is that um, Noel and the sim- basically the symbiotes are trying to kill everyone who has ever worn a symbiote. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this includes uh, Flash Thompson, who is dead, I believe. Oh. Uh, this includes anyways. Peter Parker. Uh, and Eddie Brock, and big development, Eddie Brock finds out that he has a son. Oh no. So he is now tasked with protecting this boy who thinks that Eddie is his older brother. Oh. Uh, he doesn't oh, I'm getting very nervous. Eddie is his dad. Uh, so Eddie is tasked with protecting this boy while he's basically on the run from both the law and crazy ass carnage. And he has to work with Peter to save all the people who were once... Uh, attached to the symbiote who Carnage is now trying to kill. Great. Wonderful, even. Uh, the art style is 
amazing as always you know I sent you some of uh, Ryan Stegman's Venom art and uh, it's like that style as well Carnage has a new look uh, it makes him look even crazier and more alien than ever uh, he legit looks like a like a murderous alien as he was meant to be uh, with this like single swirly eye in the middle of his head and the symbiote just kind of almost dripping off him. Uh, so more kind are, of eldritchy shit. Yeah, there's a lot of like eldritch. Uh, there. Okay, so he basically has little symbiotes coming off him. So he basically controls an army of little symbi- of little carnages, which makes it even more terrifying. So there's this air of uh, desperation to the fight scenes because it's basically just Peter and Venom working together to fight off Carnage. And the last fight takes place inside the prison where Norman Osborn, who has gone utterly insane, um, is being kept. It's <sighs> wild. I live for this. It's wild. I love uh, Stegman's art style. He just gets the gothic aesthetic while also while Donny Cates focuses on the characters uh, and the and good writing. Uh, Miles is also in this. He is he has a uh, an absolute carnage uh, tie in as well. Oh fuck yeah! Because um, he he also shows up in the Venom comic as an enemy, like an unwitting enemy, because obviously mm-hmm. Venom is the main character. Yes, yes, of course. But uh, at the end, so like this first issue is uh, like a four issue special thing going on or four chapter thing going on uh, at the end is a whole bunch of alternate variant covers um, including from the likes of Mark Bagley and Randy Emberlin oh uh, who, and there's uh, who, a bunch uh, of, so there's a bunch of cool alternate art in the back of the book yeah of course I have a couple of uh, Randy Emberlin uh, prints in uh uh, well, I guess in my closet, I need to actually hang them up, but that would have required me to go to Ikea and get actual photo frames. Yeah, he's the one. Yeah, we got some stuff from him in 2017, including for me, the Venom Spidey Carnage uh, cover. Nice. So it was cool seeing that in the back. I recognized that art immediately. Uh, but yeah, this is like a really wild, the art style is terrifying. So it kind of makes this have an almost... Um, a horror vibe while also being an action adventure Spider-Man comic, which is a which is a, a largely untapped genre for the old Spidey-Man. Yeah, I think I was really surprised when I first started reading Venom uh, last year, and uh, kept up with it because of this really unique comic art style that Stegman has going on. Um, I love his art style. I love how he just taps into the red and black and. Uh, the dark colors and shading while making everything look absolutely terrifying. Like, everything just looks horrifying and unwelcoming, but badass at the same time. Nice. It's really good. I recommend everyone pick it up. I still have to read issues two and three, so... Yeah, please do. I I would obviously, uh... I would love more Venom talk. You know me. (laughs) I love how you were just like, Venom's okay, I guess, and then I guess we became friends. (laughs) 
No, I, oh boy, here's a complex. Well, hmm, 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 how do we address this? Um, <laughs> no, I still hate him. You just I don't, like no, hearing me I talk don't. about him, I guess. Yes, that's the difference. I like you more than I hate him. Aww. I also don't that's hate so him. I'm just totally neutral on him. I hate how that like comes across as people, because people either have to really like something or they hate it. Even if they're neutral about it. Like, a whole bunch of people are like, oh, I hate Deadpool. But they don't actually hate Deadpool. They just don't feel strongly in the positive way. Yes. Uh, I genuinely hate Deadpool, though. Um, <laughs> no, but that is a that is a problem with, like, nerd shit and their reactions to nerd shit. Is that it is either the greatest thing you've ever seen or, you know, damnable bullshit. Yeah. Whereas, like, so much of it is truly capital F. Yeah. But this is, like, great for other... Re like, this, uh, the, in my opinion, even this Venom uh, run and this absolute carnage hits your horror, eldritchy, monstery shit. Just this niche art style of, this is really cool, and they made Venom and Carnage cool again. I do like eldritch shit, that's true. I'm on the record about that. Mm-hmm. Because I, I have your reactions from when I showed you that uh, alternate, that variant cover that Stegman did of Venom holding on to the lamppost. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I recall. Ah, good yes, shit. I recall. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just thinking about it. Th thinking about Eldritch shit. <laughs> it's great. And then when I was like, oh, yeah, the lore now is that the, the origin of the symbiotes is that their entire prison is a cage and they're trying to cage in this eldritch entity that controls the darkness which is bonkers the idea that an entire planet is an eldritch artifact rules actually yeah like everyone oh this the symbiotes come from this planet but actually the planet is the cage that they're trying to hold null into <sighs> it's really good because like venom could do so well as and i think that they, they nailed this is that the way to make Venom interesting is to really dig into his monstrous, like, horror-esque roots. Like, he fits really well in that kind of a, a genre. Yeah, I mean, this was not touched upon initially, I don't think. I've never read those original Venom comics. But obviously, th there is something deeply horrifying. It is a, a, a psychic alien entity that consumes your personality as it takes over your physical form. And then can't exist outside of you as a dark clone of you is deep gothic nonsense. Deep, like, cosmic horror gothic nonsense. Yeah. Plus, like, it's like, is... it is an alien. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is a, a thing from beyond. For the longest time, we didn't have other symbiotes, so, you know. Yeah, that's true. And then we found out there was a whole planet of them. That they all come from one entity that they are now trying to imprison. Which is some, like, invasion of the body snatchers shit. So, yeah, it's good, it's good, pretty good great. Stuff. Uh, I love that idea. Uh, I love that lore, uh, and I love the art that goes along with it. That's just, it's, it's just it makes my skin crawl in some panels because of the way that it's drawn, and I that's like exactly the reaction that it's supposed to elicit. Hell yeah, Venom may be good actually. So that's been my experience with Carnage. Uh, wonderful this run so i'll keep reading 
it and uh, keep y'all updated. Uh, Nikki, can I talk about football? Sure. I know, a, a radical twist for what this show is normally about, but it's time to talk about football, I'm afraid. Um, you see, I have been reading Downset Fight by Chad Bowers and Chris Sims, illustrated and colored by Scott Kowalchuk, uh, lettered by Josh Crock, etc. Okay, so you may recognize the name Chris Sims. I, I have recommended uh, War Rocket Ajax to you in the past, I believe. I think so. Yes, that is the host of that program, my, my favorite comic book podcast. Um, of which I am not wearing a shirt from today, but I absolutely was yesterday. <laughs> I, I I do not typically care for sports, but I do like a good sports story, maybe something around, uh, you know, got tangential to sports. Mm-hmm. I do not care what team was, you know, up by nine or whatever, but I do care about, like, you know, uh, managerial stuff, um, drama related to that. In this case, uh, this story is about a betting ring around sports. Um, and about family relationships uh, and mascots, specifically about mascots. Um, I think I told you about this book a little bit the other day. Uh, think Scott Pilgrim, but it's about football. Okay. Uh, not in its uh, not in its tone, although it is a very funny book. Uh, it's not like the weird you know meta nightmare that is uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. This book is um, yeah, it, it is about a football player who uh, kind of during his, uh, I guess, pro prime uh, is asked by his shitty dad to overthrow, excuse me, to throw a game uh, so that he can win a bet. He absolutely refuses. Uh, For some reason, goes absolutely apeshit and beats the hell out of uh, a mascot and then beats the hell out of the opposing team and then beats the hell out of his team. You know, like how football do? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, his his shady, shitty lawyers offer him, like, the chance out. You know, all you have to do is say that the uh, the other mascot started the fight, you know, and you're good to go. Um, and he refuses to do that because he has, like, honor or whatever. And instead turns in his dad, the head of that gambling ring. Uh, and it cuts forward 20 years where he is just teaching high school football, uh, you know, living his, his own uh, kind of mediocre life uh, when another mascot appears on the football field in and in front of all of his students and the school challenges him to a one-on-one brawl and in that mascot fights mascot fights and in that sense it is absolutely like scott pilgrim versus the world as he gets into a series of escalating mascot brawls across the country until he finds the person behind this mascot uh fight club gambling ring his father. Uh, and that is a very easily telegraphed uh, story. Like, you know, once you like the villain is obviously the villain from the start because his dad is such a shitty person and he's chain smoking and he's like, you know, Hey, you know, I got a lot of money riding on this kid, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, like, like it is at no point unclear that his dad is behind it, that it is a coordinated effort uh, w- under the phony pretense of revenge. Um, but it is how it is told that it, that is very uh, fun. And even if you see where it is going, because it is, it is not hard to do so, um, it is just told in a, a fun and vibrant way. And the characters are, are very enjoyable um, that, uh, you know, it takes you for a ride the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the art is phenomenal. Uh, I'm flipping around. I think it's like page three or four. Oh, it's like the second page of the story. Here we go. 
that's like a massive wide shot of the entire stadium. Uh, and in fact, there are no uh, panel borders at all. This, this must have been a two-page uh, splash spread. Splash spread. This must have been a two-page splash spread um, in which all of the major... Here, I'm, I'm actually just going to send it to you. In which like all of the major things that are happening on the field are just kind of overlaid over the stadium uh, with no borders uh, separating them. So it's just like a weird kind of collage of action shots uh, as this character is, is, you know, plowing through the enemy team and flipping over people and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Do you see it? Oh, I see it, yeah. Or even, you know, even when the even when the mascot starts fight, uh, there is a, a, a kind of cool meta-textual... Uh, graphic almost again going back to Scott Pilgrim maybe even Scott Pilgrim the movie specifically once he starts getting into various fights like the the competitors that he's going up against uh, you know other uh, mascots are introduced with like you know title cards and the odds are listed you know like uh, here here we go on page uh, well it doesn't matter what page uh, here we go as the first fight uh, shows up there's a guy in a giant purple elephant costume and it just says, Jumbo, the friendly face of the Pittsburgh Pachyderms. You know, he says his line, Fairlane, come out and take your medicine. And then, like, right <laughs> below that, it just says, yeah, I know. Right below that, it just says, odds, 10 to 1. And then four pages later, when he when he beats him, uh, again, graphics again. Winner via knockout, fearless Chuck Fairlane. Time, 22 seconds. So it is narrated like boxing matches or or, or whatever. I can't. Um, I can't get over the fucking the mascot fights. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's a it's a blast. Look at the pages. I challenge thee to a duel, and it's just two furries going at it. <laughs> well, he he's not dressed as a mascot, but yeah, yeah, it pretty much is. Um, toward the end, there is a full blown mascot war that's pretty great. Um, there's a God in uh, issue three. There's like a bear, Barclay the bear. It's quote unquote. It's time to get grizzly. Odds fifty to one. Uh, who is like it's time way to get grizzly? There's like a, a grizzly character who gets like way into gross, like gross spiritual appropriation with regards to being a bear man. What? You know, he's like getting ready to fight. He's getting ready to throw down. Did you know the Shoshone people believed that we bears were the bridge between the world and the great beyond? That we left sunlight in our footprints and carried the stars on our back? That's a no, lot no. from a guy who's just a bear in a suit <laughs> cut back to chuck no no i didn't know that did you know that agent harrison no that's the first i've heard of that yeah well they did <laughs> uh he get like that that dude is too much um he's also wearing a uh he's also wearing a metal bulletproof vest and his uh bear claws are like appear to be made of like jagged plastic or something so he is at, he like cuts open the dude's shirt at one point. It is a mess. Oh my god. The bear is power. The bear is supreme. <laughs> He's a mess. It's great. Uh, he finally beats him by literally catching him on fire. <laughs> That's wild. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a it's a blast. It's it's um it's big, it's extravagant, it's flashy. Um yeah, it's a hoot and a half. I love the way they God, the dad is such a good villain. Uh, he just feels slimy as a person. And so do his lawyers and everything. Like, it's all... 
It's skeezy. I love it. Uh, yeah, the yeah, it's only six issues. It's a complete and total story in one trade paperback. Um, everyone who's heroic is heroic, and everyone who's scummy is scummy. Um, and there's a lot of pizzazz in the middle. Nice. Yeah. Uh, had a hoot and a half reading it. Um, <laughs> I don't know how else to sell you other than it's football man beating up mascots. And That's then hilarious. That yeah, and then that escalates further, and I won't. I will not reveal how, um, because I would I genuinely recommend you read this because it's 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 real fun. Uh-huh. Um, also, nice color scheme throughout. Uh, it feels very uh, colorful and muted at the same time. Um, yeah, I'm looking at uh, the screenshots that you've sent me. Um, I like that. Um, I like that setup. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of um. Well, I guess a lower stake Southern Bastards, which is another comic uh, that I like very much. Uh, here, I'm going to send you one more page. Okay. Let's like, there see. we go. That, There we go. Like, that kind of muted. Yeah, yeah. Like, not, not quite sepia tone. Kind of reminds me of, like, a Matt Boar's color scheme. Sure, sure, yeah. Like, not quite sepia toned. Like, there's color at the bottom there. I guess I'm showing you a flashback as well, but... Um, yeah, no, it's a blast. Oh, the flashbacks are great because it's his dad... Who it basically has revealed that he's been training his kid, the protagonist, since birth uh, to be like a world-renowned football star so that he could literally just bet around him and make money off of him. Oh. Um, but it shows him like training him since the beginning. And uh, you know the zero to hero sequence, or excuse me, not zero to hero. Um, so you want to be a hero kid sequence from Hercules? Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to be a hero kid? Well, whoop de do that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like though, like it's that level of like death traps and like he, he makes him like blindfolded, like run across a highway and back so that he like, so he can up his senses like he's daredevil or something. Um, and like doing his, like, you know, the high kick, not high kicks, but like the high knee thing that football players do when they're trying to get like. They're, like, jumping through tires or whatever. Uh-huh. Or, like, you know, high-stepping around tires or whatever. He does that to him with, like, bear traps. Like, it's all... He he is a straight-up villain. It's great. That's hilarious. Uh, and, I yeah, it feels it. like that Hercules scene where he has, like, all those elaborate booby traps set up to, to hit Hercules. Yep. Um, yeah, good comic, fun comic. I like fun comics. Um, but comics this... are fun. Comics are fun, actually. This sometimes, books like this solidify for me that I, I truly love indie comics, like, way more than I love any big two stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, there's obviously quite a lot of Marvel characters and quite a lot of DC characters that I really like. Um, but, like, when it comes down to it, I mean, we were just at Rose City Comic Con together and, like, wh- what did I buy? No mainstream titles, all... Yeah. <laughs> like, all all independent titles. I love independent stories like this Mm -hmm. stuff that um well we were talking the other day like stuff that you don't need to read you know eight crossover issues or whatever yeah exactly you don't need a a whole series to get into it yeah i feel uh well not to get too into hashtag the industry but like i don't know i think marvel and dc are really holding themselves back by not just doing entirely insulated stories because there, there's so yeah. many books, especially as I've been reading more on Marvel Unlimited in the past. There are so many books that I have, like, j- 
just been unable to engage with or books that I thought were really good. But then on issue eight out of 12, we got to tie into civil war two or, you know, whatever else, like, uh, uh, like um like the ultimates and the ultimates two or whatever which were both good books but then all of a sudden like all right we got to get involved in, in secret wars or all right we, it's time to merge with uh civil war two you know it's like no i just actually just want this story with these characters the ones i'm already mm-hmm. reading about yeah i Whereas... think it also for it creates two problems first it stops a lot of new people from reading it because they don't have the time to read the other series and second it creates a huge gatekeeping issue at least that i've noticed where people are like oh well you won't get it if you haven't read these things so you're not a real fan if you haven't read these things so you can't get into this series and it just creates that really toxic mindset yeah for for real um and yeah straight up can't afford it either yeah, or even, comics are getting more and more expensive. Yeah, especially yeah, yeah, especially as the big two gets more expensive, like it is, it is harder to justify splitting off. Like you're paying for, four dollars for a whole issue for like a single issue. Yeah, it's absurd. Oh, trust me, I just got back from the comic book store. I get it. Yeah. Um. It's better when it's like that for an indie creator or something. Like I know that. It's going like, to a team it, of like three people or whatever. Yeah, but when it's like the big two, it's pfft. or even like yeah. Dark Horse or something. It's well, I mean, it's a bummer because one, it's 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 too expensive. But even as I'm like reading on Marvel Unlimited or whatever, like you know, if it suddenly goes like, and now please switch to Wolverine number fifteen, and then I feel the burden that I suddenly have to a switch over or I'll miss everything. Which is fine, you know, hypothetically, all those comics are right there in front of me. But then I think, like, well, wait, mm-hmm. don't I need to go back to, like, Wolverine number one? Should I start from, well, I missed the context for that? You know, it's right. it, it becomes too many open threads at that point. Yeah. Um, Like, I just remember trying to read X-Men Battle for the Atom or whatever. Or Battle of the Atom, Children of the Atom, whatever it was. It was, like, their big crossover in 2013 when Bendis took over the X-Titles. Uh-huh. And uh, just being utterly... It's because there was a list. There was like, here's the reading order you need to do, you know, uh, Cyclops, number 12, Wolverine, number 15, X-Men, X-Factor, X-Factor three, you know, or whatever. And I was like, geez, I can't, Mm. I have all of these in front of me, but it makes me lose interest like crazy to have to constantly like start, stop, start, stop, stop, start, you know, like over and over again as I, as I read through these books. Right. I just like, yeah, not to get ha- to hashtag the industry, but I just want to read a story from beginning to end sometimes. And then also it's yeah. mildly, ex- and then it's also like prohibitively expensive. Right. Huh, yeah, comics. I mean, there's a reason that I don't read a lot of comics that are, everyone is into that everyone's like, watch, like reading Guardians of the Galaxy and whatnot. And I'm just like, eh. Yeah. Comics, difficult a sometimes. A bitch is broke. A bitch is extremely broke. B- big same um yeah anyway comics are good that's the moral of the story i wish comics were more ins- insular though yeah exactly i wish they had oh, more well. you know especially because i want to read about these characters like i really love the x-men and i love spider-man and i wish that there was more like if they had a one shot one single run comic of like kitty pride or something then i dig it 
but no, they're all like tie-ins to comics yeah. that I then have to read 200 issues of to catch up. Look, on. I'm the sucker who just bought bought all of Powers of X and House of X. I kind of wish I didn't, but I did. Um, so now, now you have to read them. Now I got to read all of them, and I know they're interloping or interloping, and I know they're intersecting, and it's just I'm gonna get a headache. I'm sure it'll be good. I'm sure it'll be good. Can't wait but to talk be, about mutants. Wouldn't it be great if that was just? I mean, I don't know. Wouldn't that have been cool if that was just one book called Powers of X, and they just went one, two, three, four, five, six? Mm-hmm. Instead of House of X one, Powers of X one, House of X two, Powers of X two, right? Just if the, if there's a reading order, just make it the book. You know what I mean? Right. Ugh, 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 a nightmare. Uh, Nikki, you and I have uh, been collaborating for a number of months on a on a top secret, secrety hush hush sort of uh, project. Um, I uh-huh. the listeners may recall all the way back in like January when we were uh, still recording Super Cinema regularly, uh, that we were um working on developing uh, tabletop projects together. Uh, one of those has obviously long since uh, come to fruition in the form of Legends of Laia. Um, another one has been uh, under construction in the uh, deep secret underground lair of Infinity Break. Uh, and that, um, I think I think I'm comfortable announcing it at this point as it will undoubtedly be out between now and the September special. Uh, or at least mm-hmm. there will be a bunch more marketing material out about it. Uh, but Nikki and I are working on a uh, Cortex-based tabletop uh, podcast. This will be an actual play game, um, pre-recorded and, and uh, partially sound designed, uh, although we have yet to decide what that will fully look like, or I guess sound like, uh, exploring the paranormal and the boundaries between the supernatural and scientific. Uh, it is called Parascience. I am the dungeon master, or I guess game master in this case, and is going to be kind of, you know, if you like um, stories like the Amityville Horror or Close Encounters with the Third Kind or the X-Files, like in its entirety, it is kind of a, a synthesis of the things that we are confused about and a synthesis of the things that we don't have enough information to know what we are looking at. Um, so, yeah, it's combining aspects of like, you know, paranormal stuff, supernatural stuff science fiction otherworldly cosmic eldritch stuff and it's it's about exploring the unknown uh it is a very real fun yeah i I think it's gonna be real fun it is very americana you know it it is a little road trip horror if you if you catch my drift by that Mm -hmm. you know just driving down the highway late at night trying to dodge the wolf man (laughs) uh nikki do you want to talk about the the various characters uh, yeah, we have three players, three player characters. Uh, we have the um, exorcist, Saint, played by Maddie. Uh, we have, uh, in my opinion, untrustworthy government snitch. <laughs> <laughs> and old money, Alistair Recurver. Did you I forget their know. actual last name? Graham McAndrews. Graham McAndrews, Alistair that's Graham right. McAndrews. So I was right the first time. <laughs> yeah, her, her. All right, keep going. I'm just kidding. Uh, that, and, and that's, me. of course, played by uh, Ezra K. Yes, played by Ezra. And uh, my character, Jules, a uh, crackpot conspiracy theorist who probably saw aliens and um, the aliens took my wife. 
and my cat. I'm sorry. So it... now I live in the forests of Washington, hunting down Bigfoot. Uh, Nikki, I'm looking at your um, original uh, character description that you sent to me. You never mentioned your wife or cat that was kidnapped by Bigfoot. <laughs> Fucking that, that rules, actually. I forgot about that aspect completely. Uh, yeah, folks, uh, we, we have not quite nailed down a release date yet. We are still recording, and I have yet to fully figure out how long it's going to take me to edit each episode. Uh, but, you know, you're, we're, we're looking at a twice-monthly show that will probably launch in around October. Uh, stay tuned to the various Infinity Break social media channels. And, our, of course, our news blog uh, to see further updates on that. Uh, it's, you know, it's Maddie and Z of the Sneeple. So if you like Sneeple at the movies and if you like uh, the content that Nikki and I make together, uh, you're in for a treat. Um, yeah, at the intersection of the supernatural and the quantifiable, three wayward souls find themselves facing a world of the unknown and the unexplained. Parascience. Coming in October, probably. Uh, should probably yeah. nail down a release date for that probably should it will i know for a fact it'll be every other saturday i just don't know what saturday we're starting on mm. gives me time to edit <laughs> uh but yeah folks i think that's going to conclude it for today once again this has been the comic invasion the comic book side podcast from super cinema brought to you by infinity break where we're telling stories our own way you can find us online at infinity break 23 infinity break.net where we're telling stories our own way podcasts web comics live streams videos and more all available at infinity break.net uh, we highly encourage you to check out Parascience when it comes out. We highly encourage you to uh, listen to Legends of Laia as it's out now. Um, you can find me online at Ben C. Hamlin on Twitter.com. Nikki, where can people find you? And, also, and what are you me, uh, you can find me at Byrogues. Wonderful. Uh, folks, this has been the Comic Invasion. We will see you in one month's time for, uh, according to my notes, more comics. <laughs>